You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 134. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Do you want to make $100,000 revenue in your esthetician business? If so, I would love to show you how. I want to invite you to coach with me in my one-to-one coaching program. It's completely customizable. The way that it works is we sit down and figure out what you've been doing in your business that hasn't been working and then make a very specific plan that I help you follow over the course of six months to get it done. We meet weekly for 30 minutes and discuss exactly what went well that week and what's going to to do next week, whether it's your pricing needs to be raised or you need to have boundaries with your clients, or if you need to learn how to sell skincare, or you need to niche down and you're doing way too many services and not making money, or all of the above, whatever the issue is, whatever the reason is you're not making money, we'll figure it out together and we will grow your business into a really profitable business that's sustainable, that you love, and that really helps people. I cannot wait to be your coach and to work with you. To learn more, go to the link in the show notes. And with that, on with today's episode. Hi, happy Monday. How are you? I hope you're having a great week so far. I want to talk to you today about something that I think we all really want in our businesses. And that is being at the top of your client's budget, their monthly budget, how they spend their money. So I want to do a quick side note to this because some people will not be able to afford you. Even if you are the most affordable person in your town, which I really hope you aren't, I hope you definitely are more competitively priced on the higher end. Um, but even if you are the most you know, affordable person in town, people are not going to be able to afford you. And that may be hard for you based on who you are as a person, your own personal circumstances from maybe when you were a child or a young adult, and you want to help everybody. And that's just not possible with business. That's possible with nonprofits, but you are not running a nonprofit. You're running a business. And so I just want to remind you of that because I know a lot of you, this is very hard for you, not being able to have everyone afford you because you may really like someone who walks in the door who really would love to get your service, but they can't afford it. And you trying to figure out a way for them to afford it is hurting both of you because it's not something they can commit to long-term. So they, it's very stressful for them. And then you aren't really getting the money you need to make so you can actually make money in your business and actually take a profit and grow your business. And so it's not really helping you either. 
So if this is something that you struggle with, I have done some episodes on this. I will link those in the show notes to go back and listen to. Okay, so if you are not kind of feeling that right now, and you're like, okay, how am I on the top of my client's budget? I want you to just remember a couple of things. And I don't want to remind this to you so that you're you're feeling snarky and you go and do like an Instagram post about it. Okay. This is not, this is not to point out to your clients or the public. This is just between you and I. And that is people afford what is important to them. Let me give you an example. I have highlighted my hair for years. I I, I, I kind of take breaks of highlighting my hair blonde and then having it the natural brown. And I've kind of flip-flopped over the years. And this last year, I kind of just let it grow, mostly because I we didn't have the money to spend on getting it highlighted. We were on a very, very tight budget in 2023. And it just was low my priorities. And so now my husband got um, a pay raise and I'm working again. <laughs> and so we have more money and my husband's like, are you going to go get your hair highlighted? I know how much you really miss that. And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm not sure if I want to put that money towards either my hair highlighted or getting lash extensions again. Cause I loved having lash extensions when I lived in San Diego. I had them. One of my good friends did them and she's fantastic. Anyways, and so I'm kind of still thinking about that right now. So that is my point is I have this extra money in my budget and I'm deciding on how I want to spend it. Do I want to do this or do I want to do that? So your clients also are in that same boat. They're thinking, do I want to spend it on my hair? Do I want to spend it on a new piece of furniture for my house? Do I want to go on vacation? Do I want to get a massage? And I know these are all not all the same cost. Like a massage is not the same as vacation or furniture on your house, but maybe that money you're putting towards those bigger costs, right? So it's like, oh, I'm not going to get my facial done for the next six months because I'm saving for X, right? And so how do you ensure that you are at the top of their budget? There's a couple different ways that I have found this to be successful in my own esthetician business, as well as my clients as they've been working. It depends on exactly what you do. So you have to kind of think about what you do and how that may be different for you. But there are some general things that no matter whether you do waxing, sugaring, lashes, brows, acne, aging, all the things, whatever it is. There are some things that is universal with whatever services that you do. And that is first having genuine connection with your clients. I've talked about this on previous episodes, but it's really being present when your clients are with you. So you are not on your phone texting other clients back. You are not distracted doing something else. You are 110% focused on them. There is no other anything happening. That is the, that is, they are not only paying for you for the service, but they're paying for your attention and that one-on-one attention that you're giving them. I um, have considered in the past trying to take clients in this business when I have like a babysitter besides my husband, like with my daughter. And the thing that I know about my daughter in a babysitter versus my husband is if my daughter decides she's going to come and bother me when I'm on a work call, he will physically like take her out of the house, right? He'll like physically remove her, 
take her out of the house, go to the park, something. If they're if they're home, usually they leave the house. But a babysitter, that may be very hard to physically stop a three-year-old from coming up the stairs, especially a babysitter, and barging in through my call. And that would be very distracting <laughs> for me, and I would kind of be flustered, and it'd be very distracting for my clients. So I've been very intentional to only schedule calls if my child's out of the house <laughs> at preschool or my husband is the person taking care of her because – it will, it will not work having her ability to like come in and, and talk to me. I know that's probably not the case for you. A lot of you don't work from home in your, with your clients, but it's the same idea. You want to be completely and totally focused on. I, I recently got my hair cut, you may know. I got bangs and I saw someone new and she was very sweet and she was very focused on me for that entire hour talking to me not talking to the other people who there was doing hair. I mean, she talked to them like a little bit, but she wasn't having a conversation with them, right? And so I just really want to encourage that for you. And also you may have a client who's very quiet and doesn't actually want to talk to you, but wants your full energy attention. (laughs) And what I mean by that again is, is you're not distracted. You're not typing away on a computer or on your phone. You're not just like, they're there and you're kind of ignoring them and it's quiet. You're you're there and you're just allowing their their peace. When I used to work with clients and I put an enzyme on them, that would be for, you know, a period of time for a few minutes. I wouldn't sit on my phone and scroll. I would just sit there really quietly and like rest, especially if they were resting. I just allowed that time for them to rest. I knew they'd be able to sense my movements, right? They'd be able to sense my hand moving and like my energy. And I really wanted them to have that kind of just calm and peace. And so I just also just like would relax my brain as well and really try to go into a relaxed state so, so that that was the energy in the room. Okay, so being genuine and intentional when clients are here, that's the number one thing. Number two thing, and I've also talked about this recently, but I'm going to remind you because this may be something you need to work on this year in 2024, is being really, really freaking good at what you do. Your service is really, really fantastic. So the way that I did this with acne, I know a lot of you who listen to this uh, do acne, is I followed the face reality protocols to a T, right? I didn't really go off script, but I did extractions exceptionally well. And I can say that with confidence because a lot of my clients, as I've said before, have told me they've tried many other estheticians after I left San Diego and no one does extractions like me. And they are very disappointed about that. And I'm not trying to put it down to anybody else. We all have just different styles and different techniques. And there are some people who absolutely hated my extractions. And so it is not like I am the best person ever, but I am very good at extractions. And I a lot of times will watch extraction videos and be really frustrated because they're not doing it right (laughs) in the way that I want to do it, right? This works for them, great, but it doesn't work for me. Um, I was really good at that. I am really good at that. And that set me apart from people who also did face reality, sold the products that were a half mile from me, that were in the same building as me. It set me apart, made me different. I was really, really good at that. So think about your craft. You may just need to practice. You may just need to get better. If you do brows, you may need to figure out why would someone come and get their brows from you? If you do age management, why is someone coming to get 
peels or microneedling or microchanneling or any kind of treatment from you when they, that's a popular treatment that they can get from 20 other estheticians in the area. Why are you really good at it? I remember I had, I went on esthetician again, this is before I was an esthetician and I got a peel and she put a peel on me, but I didn't even know I was getting a peel. She didn't warn me about it. She didn't talk to me, talk me through it. She didn't tell me about aftercare. I was like, super confused about what had happened. I had no idea what we were doing, why we were doing it. So I really want you to think through your service and think about all of these parts of the service. It's not just actually the service, but how you talk to them, how you explain things to them, how you they have they understand what it is is happening to them, all of the things. It may be super obvious to you but it's not obvious to the client. If someone, if you do Brazilians and someone is coming in for Brazilian, even though they signed up for Brazilian, they may not really know what that means. And so it's really important to have that conversation with them. (laughs) Tell them what to expect in the appointment. (laughs) Tell them what's going to happen, right? Telling them what is happening and what's going to happen and what happened. (laughs) That's a really great way of communicating and making your clients feel like you are present with them. I recently went to get a prescription refill at a, a new doctor I'm trying, which I don't think I'm going to go back to. She's actually a physician's assistant, but it makes no difference because she came in, she sat on the little stool next to the computer next to me. I was sitting on the exam table. She, The nurse who checked me in did ask me all the questions. She's like, is this all right? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And she just looks at her computer. She's like, okay, she's like, okay bye. And she's like, leaves. Like, I do not feel like she cared about me. I do not feel like I also wanted to discuss other things with her. Did not, did not feel comfortable discussing other things with her. I was like, just give me my refill. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with these other things that I want some consulting on. Right. So again, even if your service is super quick, how can you make that service better and be the best person that client has ever seen. You are the best person who's ever done brows. You are the best person who's ever done peels and a heavy like aging treatment on them. You are the best person who's ever done whatever it is that you do. And also you don't have to be good at all the things. (laughs) Please don't be the best at extractions and the best at waxing and the best at brows and the best at all of the services. Just choose the one and get really, really good at it. The last thing that will keep you at the top of your client's budget is creating value for them beyond their appointment with you. This is something that I work on with my one-to-one clients a lot. It's something that we go from making a vision as we first start working together is making that vision and then creating that program that aligns with that vision and then creating that practically for the clients and how they talk to their clients, how they work with their clients, what they do for their clients. It takes months, honestly, for me to help someone through that process because it's going to be different for each of you. Everyone, the way that you create value for someone in their life is not the same. And so if you're trying to replicate how someone else creates value, it's not going to hit the mark. It's going to fall flat. So what this meant for me in BLH Beauty, to give you an example, when I was doing acne full-time, is my clients understood what I did for them, 
and what they did for them so clearly. They understood how they were supposed to make the lifestyle diet changes that they needed to make to change their skin. They understood how I helped them with that. They understood that when they came in, they got really great extractions. They got a peel or an enzyme. They understood that how to use their products. They understood what their products were doing for them. They often would say they would hear my voice in their head when they went to go do something. That is value beyond the appointment with them. I've heard from my clients that I worked with that are estheticians. I, I know some of you know, <laughs> you know I'm talking about you. And those same people will message me months after we've worked together, months, maybe even a year. And they'll say, Brittany, I had this conversation with this client or, or something. And I heard your voice in my head saying X, Y, and Z. And then when I went you know, to talk to the client, I, you know, since I heard what you said, I remembered what you said, and that helped me with the situation. That is creating value past that call that I had with them or calls, right? That value is still with them. They still carry that with them in their business. I have acne clients who still reach out to me today and they're like, you taught me this, you did this for me. And that is value I created way beyond those appointments that I had with them. The money has been exchanged long ago. (laughs) There is no more money exchanged or time exchanged. But the value that they got for their money is incredible. The value my acne clients got for their money, what they got in return for the money that they spent with me is much larger. (laughs) They didn't spend money with me and then kind of like, oh, okay, I guess my skin's clear. And then two months later, their acne came back and they had no idea how that happened. That happened at first. Trust me, I had to learn this, right? I had to learn how to prevent that from happening. That was a big part of my like growing as a business owner. So maybe that's where you you are. Maybe you need to figure out how to create more lasting results for people. And I'm not saying like this is again, this is different for everyone. Because if you have someone's coming in to get lash extensions, it's a very different value you're creating for them than for acne. I 100% agree with that. But there is a lot of value in eyelash extensions. Trust me, I am looking around locally to see, to find someone to do my eyelash extensions. There's a lot of things I'm looking for beyond the actual time I spend with the esthetician who's putting them on. I want that to be a really good experience, right? I want to be comfortable. I want to actually, I 100% would be left in silence. I may either want complete, just listen to music if there's music playing or have my own AirPods in and zone out on a podcast or whatever. Um, I want that person to be fully focused on me. I want them to be aware of my comfort, right? So I, I have very specific things I'm looking for. If I want to get eyelash extensions and I didn't get what I was expecting, I wouldn't go back. They wouldn't, it would no longer be the top of my budget. It would fall very quickly or I'd go find someone else. So I just want you to think about that. If you need help with this, this is what I do. Book a discovery call with me. It's in the show notes of this podcast. Currently, if you're listening to this live, I do have openings. My daughter started preschool and I actually have more openings in my schedule. So... If you want help with this, let's talk. 
let's see if you're a good fit working with me. I cannot wait to see what happens for you this year. Let me know if you try any of these tips. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you like this podcast, please rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. I cannot tell you how much that helps my podcast grow. So you can click five stars if you like it and you want to give me five stars and please leave a review about telling me why you like it so that I can help other estheticians grow their business. Thank you so much.